New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, New Visions, Pastor Brady here. Thanks for giving us a few minutes uh, today as we continue to work through uh, this great book of Exodus and just so much for us to learn here. I'm going to pick up reading today in Exodus chapter 36. And we're reminded here during this final section of the book of Exodus, the children of Israel now have obviously come out of captivity in Egypt. Uh, God has revealed Himself in just powerful, powerful supernatural ways. God has given them the law through Moses to guide them, um, to provide and to protect them, and also to point them ultimately for a Savior who is going to come and, and fulfill this law. And now the attention is turned to the developing uh, or building a place to worship for them to gather and to build a tabernacle where they could gather and worship the Lord and, and offer sacrifices to the Lord. And there's just going to be so much detail in, in this. And you know, sometimes we maybe can get lost in a little bit of the detail and not understand uh, everything uh, that, that's being laid out for the development of this, this tabernacle. But one of the things I think it definitely says that we can all clearly understand is how important worship is in our life. God takes it so seriously. And number one, you know what? God deserves to be worshiped because of who He is and what He's done. And, and secondly, for me, I need to worship the Lord. I find the most contentment in my life when I'm, when I'm worshiping the Lord. And so I think that's a very important thing. And we think about the children of Israel as they're moving through um, this desert experience. They're making their way to uh, the promised land. One of the things that God knew that they needed is they needed to, they needed to gather. They needed to worship. They needed to offer sacrifices to the Lord. That was a a super important part of the rhythm of their life. And so having a place to do that was very important. So we see the building of this tabernacle, a place uh, where God's glory would dwell and the people would, would gather and worship. So it says, starting in verse 1, So Bezaliel and Oliab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. And so we're introduced to two characters, uh, Bezaliel and Oliab, which we saw them in, in uh, chapter 35. And they're, in some ways, kind of the chief contractors that are over this, this project. They're very skilled in, in, in building and administration. And, and, and so we see even Bezaliel, we saw um, in chapter 35, he's the grandson of Hur, who was on the mountain with Moses, holding his arms up to the Lord as they defeated the Amalekites. So you see just kind of this legacy of faith continuing. Uh, verse, uh, verse 2 says, Then Mo Moses summoned Bezaliel and Oliab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and do the work. Now verse 2 is another great reminder. It isn't just these two super gifted leaders, but God had gifted so many people there as a part of this community of faith that had specific gifts that they could bring to the table that were going to come together and, and take over this amazing undertaking of building this tabernacle. And, and God was going to use all their gifts. He needed all of them to do this work. 
And it's really a great reminder about the church today. If you're a follower of Christ, then we know that God has gifted you. You have a gifting, and that gifting that you have uh, been given is is meant to be used to build up the church, to advance the kingdom. And so everything that God wants to get done and God desires to get done, He's already gifted His people to do it in and through them. And so that's what we see in this particular story. It says in verse 3, they received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring free will offerings morning after morning. Now, verse 3 is an amazing passage. Not only are the people willing to serve and use their time and use their skill or their talents in building uh, the tabernacle, but they continued, the scripture says, day after day to come and bring offerings, to bring gifts, to fund the building of this tabernacle. And so one of the things as it relates to giving, and anytime a, you know, a pastor talks about giving, uh, you know, sometimes we kind of push back from, from that a little bit. But, but I'll say this because this is, what, this is what Jesus said. Jesus says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Um, you know, our, our giving is a, really a window into our soul. You know, how we prioritize our money really in some ways kind of shows who, who has a handle on us. And you, you see that generosity is one of the characteristics of spiritual transformation. It's not the only one, but it, but it is one. So you see that here. You see the people willing to come and give. They aren't, they aren't giving under uh, compulsion. In other words, Moses isn't there just beating them to death, guilting them and shaming them that they had to, to give. But they loved the Lord. They were thankful. They were free because of the Lord's power and provision. And now when it came time to build a place for their God to be worshipped, they were eager to give. And, and that just shows some, some, spiritual, some spiritual depth. Uh, look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 6. I want to read this to you, and then we'll get back to our text. This, this is a New Testament example of this. Paul says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. In other words, not because somebody is pushing you to, but because of your love for the Lord. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound, you will abound in every good work. You know, this is just a part of our overall spiritual uh, development and, and, and discipleship. It's part of what it means to grow as a follower of Christ, that as a facet of that, we look at our financial life and we want to put God first in our financial life. You know, we want to bring that first 10% that belongs to the Lord, we bring it to Him, and it's a reminder that all of it belongs to the Lord, and it's a reminder that we aren't owners, that we're stewards of what God has given us. This is a really difficult lesson for so many people to learn, but it's an important lesson. And one of the things that motivates us to, to give is just thinking of all that God has done for us and getting to join Him in this tangible way. And, and now back to Exodus 36, that's exactly what the children of Israel were doing. They were giving because they loved what the Lord had done. Look at verse 4, so all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. This is pretty amazing. Think about this. I mean, all the folks that are doing the work on the sanctuary, they just left the job site. And here's what they said to Moses. They said, you know what? We don't need anything else. 
We have more than we more than enough. This project is amply supplied. We don't need any more resources. Now, if you're in you know, you're in construction, this this never happens, right? Uh, nobody ever says, you know, we we got all the money that we could possibly need. We don't need to raise anymore. We don't need any more. Certainly in, in, in church, it's a sort of a wild thing, but it just shows what happens when people really understand who the Lord is and they, they get to join him in what he's doing and they just give generously. And so Moses actually has to tell them to stop, stop giving. And it's another example that everything that God wants to do and he, in the world today, he's already released all the resources to do it in our hearts and in our lives. We have all of those. We just have to be willing to release those to Him. And that's what this group of people were doing. Now, verse 6, listen to this. Then Moses gave an order, and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so the people were restrained from bringing more. Is that not the most amazing thing? You're probably sitting there with a cup of coffee or sitting in your truck about to go into work. Can you imagine... uh, Moses getting up and saying, hey, I got an announcement for you guys. You know, maybe everybody's saying, you know, we're a little short on the the tabernacle. We we need you guys to step up. No, he's saying, I'm going to issue a law here. Nobody can give anything else to this tabernacle because we have all that we we need. That tells us a couple things. It it tells us, first of all, that this was a project that was uh, had a good plan. Uh, it was well organized. It was managed well. So they they knew when they had enough. And, and secondly, it's just a reminder of, of what can happen when God's people just are obedient to the Lord. Uh, some amazing things can happen. You know, this past year, I, I won't get into the specifics of it, but maybe one of the most exciting things that really I've heard in a long time, there's a ministry partner here in town that we, we partner with. And uh, that, the leader of that uh, uh, ministry came to us and said, you know what? We we don't need any other volunteers. We are we are amply supplied, and so uh, your people have volunteered so much for the roles that we have that we just don't need any more New Vision folks uh, to serve right now. And I thought, man, I have never heard that before. But I, I was just so proud of our church and the willingness of people to serve, and and that's really what's going on here uh, in an amazing way. As the, the funding was given more than enough for this tabernacle. So Moses gives the order that uh, not anything else was to be be brought. And the end of verse 6 says, and so the people were restrained from bringing more. That word restrained, it, it, it means also almost to lay hands on, to be uh, physical. In other words, the people had to be kept from giving, physically restrained from giving. Now, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? And it's just a, it's really a sign of great spiritual transformation. Uh, people have um, fallen deeply in love with their God and wanted to serve their God and give to their God. Verse 7, because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. I love that. I love how this section closes. What they already had was more than enough to do all the work. Let me read that to you one more time. What they already had was more than enough to do all the work. I think that's true today in in your life. What God has done for you through the gift of His Holy Spirit in you is more than enough to do the work that God has for you to do. What God has done in our church through the people who are here 
and the giftings that they have and the resources they have is more than enough to do all the work that God has for us. Now, it just depends upon us really being willing to release those gifts of our time, talent, and our treasures and watch what God can do. I hope this encourages you just a little bit today as we continue to grow in our relationship with Christ. Hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.